Hello, witchy friends. Welcome to Cat Steen Witchcraft. My name is Fauna, and I am your host. This podcast is for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the podcast social media pages at Cats Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cats Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cats Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to Cats Tea and Witchcraft and enjoy the episode. Hello, witchy peeps. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 85. And today's episode is on working with local plants or plants that are associated with your community. Since today I'm going to be talking about so many other plants, herbs, and other types of things, I am not going to be doing the herb or the plant of the week. And that's just too many plants for me to talk about in one day. So here we go with today's topics. A lot of practitioners and witches use herbs and other plants as part of their practice. If it is for creating spells, connecting to nature, or connecting to spirits or energies, and just working with plant life in general within your life, it can be a part of many people's craft in very many different ways. Recently, I asked a question on Instagram and got a lot of really cool answers. In the U.S., there are things such as state plants that each state has, and I was interested in what the different plants were for some of the listeners, and also I think I got some responses for people's national plants or flowers from different places. Some of the answers that I got were corn poppy, lotus, red clover, iris, Pacific rhododendron, I don't think I pronounced that right, but that is a very long word. Um, There is also shamrock, scarlet carnations, blue violets, mayflower, lady slippers, and Cherokee rose. So like I said, those were just a few that are associated with some of our fellow listeners. But there are also many more out there depending on the country that you live in and or the state if you are within the United States. So we're going to talk a little bit more about things like that associated with certain areas, but also I'm going to talk about ones that aren't necessarily associated as a national or a local plant, but also ones that just grow naturally in your environment that don't have a larger reputation for representing a community. But there in general are a lot of benefits of working or connecting to local plants harvesting or growing or just kind of interacting with local plants in your community even if they aren't technically native to your environment because some plants across the world have been shared with different continents. It can help encourage you to learn more about your local areas, communities, and connect with them. It might also help with your harvesting skills and growing skills or even if you just purchase them, it allows you to learn how to keep different plants alive and give them the proper home and conditions. It also allows you to connect to those plants, learn how to use them within your magical practice, and maybe connect to the land, spirits, or other energies or deities associated with them. You may also just progress your overall spell and magical skills while working with plants, as well as learning new ways to do your craft based on connecting to different or specific plants. Also, if you work with plants or harvest with them or learn more about them, it might be easier to identify, 
or have access to different spell ingredients. And in general, it'll just increase your knowledge on plant life and your communities. If you're curious about different ways to connect to these plants, there's a variety of things you can do. You can just spend time in those communities. You can water, or if it's within your own yard, you can add fertilizer and different types of things to the soil or wherever they are planted to help them grow. You can just, like, in general, spend time in that environment, do research on those plants, and maybe it might seem a little weird if you're around other people, but maybe have some conversations with them. Or if they're small enough to hold a pot or a plant before you plant it in the ground, hold it in your hands and connect to it. Connect to the leaves, connect to the roots, connect to the dirt that it's in, because that is just a physical way you can connect to either the energies or the plant itself. And it just gives you a different sense of its life and being and how you connect different types of energies and life around you. You don't even need to harvest or pick or pluck or pull things off of your plants to connect with them. If you really don't use plants for your spell or your craft, you can just grow plants and having them there. Some people say plants are good for protection. They're also good for just having like a well-rounded healthy environment around you as well so even if you don't use plants or herbs in your spell work having them around you if you're not allergic to them and they are safe it could have a variety of different benefits so before I go on with listing different plants that are associated with different areas I want to give this normal reminder and warning That just because I mentioned something for a topic does not guarantee the safety or usability of it, especially for plants and herbs that I speak about today. Please do additional research before using a new plant to guarantee you have the proper information, safety facts before touching, using, or consuming them to confirm if they are toxic or not, or if they may cause serious or permanent harm and damage to you that may be irreversible. So just like different types of mushrooms, there are other types of plants out there that can be toxic and can possibly cause death or just other types of things. So like I was saying earlier, in the United States, we have things that are called state flowers or state plants in general because some of them I think may or may not fully identify as flowers, but let's just call them state flowers for simplicity. So I have a variety of different plants in alphabetical order of state within the U.S. So for the rest of the episode, in case you guys are not interested, I have a lot of lists of different associations of plants and states and a couple countries and a few other things we will go over later in the episode as well. I'm sorry for those who are not from the United States and aren't interested in hearing state plants. One of the reasons I am focusing more on plants within the United States is that a majority of the listeners statistically for the podcast are within the United States and that is from data that has been collected. So I'm not assuming it is from collected data. I am sorry if you are not within the States, but there are the sources out there where you can find information within your own country, territory, or wherever you are from that you might have these associations for. So starting with the A's for Alabama, there is camellia flower or oak leaf hydrangea, Alaska, forget-me-nots, 
Arizona, Saguaro Cactus Blossom, Arkansas, Apple Blossom. California, California Poppy. Colorado, Rocky Mountain Columbine. Connecticut, Mountain Laurel Flower. Delaware, Peach Blossom. D.C., American Beauty Rose. Florida, Orange Blossom Flower or Tixie. Georgia, Cherokee Rose or Azalea. Hawaii, Hawaiian Hibiscus. Idaho, Mock Orange. Illinois, Violet Flower and Milkweed. Indiana, Peony. Iowa, Wild Rose. Kansas, Sunflower. Kentucky, Goldenrod. Louisiana, Magnolia or Louisiana Iris. Maine, White Pine Cone and Tassel. Maryland, Black Eye Susan. Massachusetts, Mayflower. Michigan, Apple Blossom Flower and Dare Lake Iris. Minnesota is the Pink and White Lady Slipper. Mississippi, Magnolia and Tixie. Missouri, Hawthorn. Montana, Bitterroot. Nebraska, Goldenrod. Nevada, Sagebrush. New Hampshire, Purple Lilac and Pink Lady Slipper. New Jersey, Violet. New Mexico, Yucca Flower. New York, Rose. North Carolina, Flowering Dogwood and Carolina Lily. North Dakota, Wild Prairie Rose. Ohio, Scarlet Carnation and Large White Trillium. Oklahoma, Oklahoma Rose and Indiana Blanket and Mistletoe. Oregon, Oregon Grape. Pennsylvania, Mountain Laurel and Pengift Crown Vetch. Rhode Island, Violet. South Carolina, Yellow Jespine and Goldenrod. South Dakota, Plax Flower. Tennessee, Purple Passion Flower. Iris and Tennessee Purple Cone Flower. Texas, Blue Bonnet. Utah, Sego Lily, Vermont, Red Clover, Virginia, American Dogwood, Washington, Coast, Rodendron, West Virginia, Rodendron. I don't know if I pronounced either one of those two correctly. Forgive me if I didn't. Wisconsin, Wood Violet, and Wyoming, Indiana Paintbrush. So those are the ones that I have for the states within the U.S. as well as Washington, D.C. that was in there. So that made it 51 instead of 50. But I also want to disclaim that personally that I'm not sure if all these plants are native to the United States. But if there is a plant that you do want to work with that might not necessarily be native to North America or your area, you can still work with those plants as well. They don't have to naturally grow within these area as of a couple hundred years ago to be able to be used within your craft or to connect with it. But if you are interested in using something that is native to your general area or associated with just the community, such as your state or your country or wherever you are at, feel free to look more into the metaphysical uses and meanings of each of those plants and flowers or whichever they are. Because each one of them might have different symbolic significance to you, to your area, and magical uses. So just as an additional fact for those who are within the United States region is that there apparently are over 17,000 identified species of plants in other organisms such as algae, fungi, and mosses that you can find within the entire country and probably North America in general. But there are so many of them. I obviously can't list all of them or know what all of the uses are or which ones are 
safe to use or not. So instead of me listing a bunch more of them that naturally grow and are native to North America in the United States, I'm going to allow you to do that research for yourself because I was planning on maybe going over some lists that I did find of areas such as for the Northeast, the South, the Midwest, and all of the different areas of the United States that have various climates, but I'm actually going to leave that to you because Like I said, there are over 17,000 identified species. So there might even be more than that that we just haven't found or discovered yet. With that, that gives me a little bit more time to talk about some countries that I found online that have national flowers. It seems that a lot of countries do have national flowers or national plants, but I am only going to go over a handful of them starting with A. Australia has the golden wattle, Bulgaria rose, Canada, maple leaf, China, plum blossom, Egypt, Egyptian lotus, France, the iris, Germany, cornflower, Greece, bear's breech, Iceland, mountain avens, India, lotus, Italy, lily, New Zealand, kohai, Russia, chamomile, Scotland, thristle, Spain, red carnation, And I did not know this about my own country, but apparently for the United States, it is the rose. The next little list I have are just plants that I personally find within my immediate environment or grew up around that I have been able to use, can use, and that I personally know are safe around me, such as dandelions, dogwood, buttercups, honeysuckle, different types of pine and hardwood trees and leaves and flowers that come from them, and various types of grasses. Those are things that I can literally walk outside my door or just do a little hiking and can find those plants or have easy access to. Next, what I have for you are some ideas that you can use to harvest or connect with these plants. I already said a few tips of those earlier and how to technically connect to the energies of the plants, but There are different ways that you can use them besides spells and stuff like that. So you can also use them to make teas or add them to your food. Just make sure they are safe to eat, properly cleaned, and there are no allergies. Again, you can use them as spell components. If you harvest them from your garden, local area, or depending on where or how they are grown, just make sure you're cautious with places that are not your personal residence because some places you don't know what chemicals are on these plants or you don't know if it's illegal to disturb certain plants if you are not aware and some areas are just private properties or government properties which you do not want to mess with the things that are on those properties but also in general like I mentioned earlier harvesting them or just connecting to them allows you to just connect to your environment or the spirits of the land or the spirits and energies associated with those plants. If you are looking for sources on how to learn about different plants and learn about your community, because you can walk outside, but if you don't have a guide, you might not necessarily know what you're looking at because there are some plants that actually have a wide variety or they look similar but are actually very different. So you can look at general garden books and different textbooks and just different things about gardening and plants. They don't have to be magical. So maybe go to your local store, look for gardening magazines, websites, YouTube, and books as well, because those can just be very good sources even for witches. But if you're looking for people to talk about working with spirits of the land or learning about the 
metaphysical uses of certain plants. I have mentioned many times before the Cunninghams Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs and also different books that Llewellyn has that I use like the Complete Book of Correspondence. But if you are interested in newer content that talks about this that I am very fresh on having heard about and read recently is Temperance Alden's book, The You're the Witch. And she also has a podcast herself, which is called Folkcraft. And recently we have talked to the Witch of Southern Light and his podcast with his co-host Southern Bramble. I know he has mentioned that he has connected to different plant spirits or energies within his own community as well. So if you're interested in that, maybe reach out to him or follow and listen to his content as well. Other than that, maybe some different books on folk magic or just different types of earth magic or different traditions that use a lot of herbs and plants may also give you some good sources and ideas as well. But Overall, you don't have to be a green witch, a kitchen witch, a folk witch, or have to work with herbs all the time to connect or grow plants as well for your magical practice or to just harvest them from your community in a safe and legal manner. But if you are interested in these topics, I definitely would encourage you to look into these topics because learning about plants, I don't think there's any negative side to that. They're plants. They're natural. They grow on this earth with us and connecting to them spiritually or learning how to use them could benefit us and them greatly. So this is all I have for you guys today on this topic. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook page, group, email, and all of those other ones that I've mentioned in the past. So again, I appreciate every single one of you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Blessed be. Blessed be.